Round one, fight. Heroes never die. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. <laughs> I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. Power, sex, sex, power. They both come down to one thing. Hungry Gamers. Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 188th episode of the Hungry Gamers Podcast. We're powered by 8bit.net and those sexy, sexy legends at Audio-Technica, but more on those guys and girls later. I'm your extremely humble host, Brendan White. You can find me just about everywhere, Brendan 8-Bit. And joining me today, the resident Isabel of 8-Bit Island, Miss Ali Hart. You can find her at Miss Ali Hart. And joining us from a very special offshore island, the Game Sushi Island, some might call it, Nobuyoshi. One half of the Game Sushi podcast. Welcome to the Hungry Gamers. How you going, my man? I'm going well. Thanks a lot for inviting me onto the show, mate. Wouldn't have had it any other way. So uh, yeah, the duo is a trio podcast today. We're very excited to riff games, get a little bit of background information on the Game Sushi podcast, then just uh, try and maintain a little bit of light-hearted comedy and infotainment today with the world in shambles, <laughs> getting worse and worse by the second. My goodness, completely unrelated, but uh, we're meant to be voting today here in Queensland for like the state election. So the world is in lockdown, but Queensland government have said, you know what, you still actually have to go to the polling booths and vote for your (laughs) local member. So um, there's a lot of people here in Queensland giving the government the middle fingers and saying, stick it up your ass. We're not voting. We're staying at home. Send us the fines and we'll deal with it later. So uh, yeah, that's the world I'm living in right now. Geez, they didn't really plan that one well, did they? It's so dumb. It's so dumb. And it's like, I was reading one of the quotes from one of the, the local electorate people. And they're like, oh, yeah, to, to avoid any potential risk, you can bring your own pencil. It's like, oh, cool. Yeah, that'll, that'll keep me safe. It's like, my goodness. The, the world we live in is so tone deaf at the moment. It is very scary. How's, uh, how's things down your neck of the woods, man? Because I know you're um, South Australia based. So you're, you're actually talking to me in the future who is in the future from his heart we've got like this dual layer futureness going on right now there's so much going on so what's happening down your end of town well since i'm in the future we've already had uh, an alien and a kaiju attack and (laughs) um, (laughs) so yeah um at the moment uh we've got we're we're not on lockdown as, as what's going on right now and Basically, you know, all the non-essential businesses have to close, except for, let's say, the restaurants and cafes, which I am currently working at. So there are rumors of a lockdown happening, probably being announced this weekend. But, you know, that's all just rumors. Mm. But yeah, everything's a bit bit quiet, bit dire at the moment. So it just still doesn't seem real. Like, I know we've, we'll say it in every other podcaster and and person with a microphone would say it as well but it just still seems so strange to me that this is actually happening and at the speed that it's happening like and it's it's only going to get worse like i think they're talking about stage three lockdowns coming into effect very shortly because we still get these same fucking dickheads that are just going you know what to hell with this we're going to go to the beach and have a party and and live our best you know early 20s lives like People like that are just ruin it for everybody else. So, so it's going to become like a state of martial law where we're going to have like militia patrolling the suburbs, making sure we're all in house and whatever. It's 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 crazy out there. Crazy. It's bonkers. Oh, definitely. Miss Hart, <laughs> have you formed a gang over on your side of the world yet? 
I don't leave the house. Like <laughs> the only gang I'm making is with like local rats and possibly like a, a raccoon maybe that's outside in the trash. Sounds like a good gang actually based on all the Animal Crossing I've been playing. So yeah, I'm on track. It's, it's like the mature version of Animal Crossing. It's called <laughs> Just like me in the garbage Animal with a Don't few Cross rats. Us or something. <laughs> And She's I keep, got that shady dealing yeah, going on with Tom Nook. Exactly. I'm just paying some random rabid raccoon with pizza. It would not surprise me. Tom Nook is as shady as a group of palm trees. But anyway, uh, Nobu, so yeah, you are one half of the Game Sushi podcast. You are Do That With Chris. You've been kicking around the, the video game and pop culture podcast sphere now for about four or five years. You sort of kicked things off at the tail end of 2015. Tell us about your show. Tell us where we can find you. Give, give us the elevator pitch before we start sort of jumping into the usual meat and potatoes of the Hungry Gamers. All right. Well, uh, Chris and I decided to uh, start Game Sushi Podcast at the tail end of 2015. Uh, at that time, we decided to make it just a pure video game and a board game podcast. But we found that our episodes were running a bit too long because of, you know, we, we'd go through all the rules and stuff. So... Yeah, we've cut it down a bit shorter now. We've been just doing uh, video games and a few like board game reviews and stuff like that. And I've also started dabbling in streaming. I think I've been doing it for about maybe six months now. So, and, and that's that's been handled on Facebook? You've been doing that on Facebook Live, yeah? I was on Facebook Gaming. Then I've moved permanently to Mixer for now. Okay. Yeah. Good to see. Team Green, baby. <laughs> That's if it. I was streaming, I'd go on Mixer, just just because. <laughs> That's why you can see this uh, green screen behind me there. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. So yeah, you, you've been been podcasting. You sort of uh, your content has been found on um, Twitter at Game Sushi Mail. If you want to uh, go direct to your your podcast feed, gamesushi.podomatic.com. Obviously, you got your Facebook page there as well, uh, Game Sushi Podcast. So facebook.com forward slash Game Sushi Podcast to check out what you guys are up to. Obviously, that sort of links then to to pop up when you are doing your streams, when you've got new episodes dropping, so on and so forth. So that's that's the best way uh, fans can can find you guys. Yep, definitely. That's You've described it exactly just the way it's, it is. Mate, I've, I've done this a couple of times. So uh, <laughs> yeah, perfect, yeah. I've, I've, known, I've known to have a, a few sort of fleeting moments of brilliance and that's probably all I've got for the weekend. So uh, this episode could go south from here. <laughs> very quickly but uh yeah let's let's sort of pivot into uh what we've been doing this past week outside of uh isolating ourselves from everybody um i know ali and i we sort of did a, a midweek episode talking about our exploits uh, i've done a bit more animal crossing and I, I wanted to sort of maybe jump in and say i've actually finally got around to playing the resident evil 3 remake oh. demo last night so, so got that on the download and um, finally pulled my finger out and uh, jumped into Jill Valentine's shoes last night in the in the late hours of Friday evening. And my God, this game is scary. You know, it's it's more Resident Evil. It's more present day Resident Evil. Like they've changed some of the the gameplay and the the, the stylings, the character models. Uh, and just the things that you're used to from the previous entries have sort of just changed things up slightly to make it feel like a new game, but with a layer of comfort or familiarity to it. The the Nemesis is <laughs> even more terrifying than I remember. Not only just the the remake and redesign of how he looks with his aesthetic, he's a terrifying freak of a creature, but just the way he moves, the way he attacks, 
when I first crossed him playing this demo, I played through it twice. He absolutely fucked me up big time. <laughs> um, same as just the general zombies. Like um, they, they seem to take a little bit more punishment and trying to double in. They've got like an evade button that they've got in, in Resident Evil 3. So as you're sprinting, you can press RB or R1 for, for the console players out there. And you can sort of, if you time it right, you can sort of evade like a big zombie lunge and things to try and um, yeah avoid getting your neck chomped on. And I haven't got the timing down pat for that. It seemed to be working all right, but it adds a nice little wrinkle to the game where instead of it being typically that real stiff, rigid movement, you've got a little bit more agility and can work out how to navigate uh, Raccoon City. But it's really cool. Like the demo set maybe, I'd say an hour, hour and a half into the game. So you're not just starting right from the opening credits. Okay. So you're getting in there, you've already met Carlos and, and a couple of sort of the umbrella military that you're sort of dealing with uh so so the zombie outbreak is already upon us and yeah it's just more resident evil it's a great little toe dipper for people that haven't played the game and want to sort of maybe see if it's for them instead of ponying up the money on launch so so download the demo it's about seven gig if i remember right or seven or eleven gig so it's not a huge download but you're going to get that full resident evil experience even the in the demo form it's got a lot of polish it is gorgeous the character models look fantastic jill valentine's never looked better the gunplay's tight the the monsters are very very scary and can't wait have have either of you guys jumped on and played the demo or nobu you a bit of a resident evil man have you played much of the franchise yeah i've played um i think almost every resident evil that come that's uh come out i did play resident evil 2 remake when it uh arrived but i've never gotten around to finishing it i think during that time, a lot of games came out at the same time, so never got to finish it. But you need to get back to that ASAP, mate. Yeah, we might need to stop the podcast right now. And you need to go find <laughs> the game. Up. I'll I'll just live stream it, man. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, I did see the demo did come out, and I mean, I've watched a few streamers play through it, and it looks great. It looks great, mm-hmm. like the detail in uh, Nemesis. And the new redesign for Jill looks really good. Like, so good. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And and they've still got that cliched, like, real hammy, like, voice acting and, and sort of scripting in it, like, which has been a staple for Resident Evil since it came out in the 90s. So I love that they haven't really sort of mashed up some of the dialogue too much. It's still got some of that cheesiness, which I love. So uh, I can't wait. This game comes out, like, less than a week now and uh i've just received my key this morning for a review so i know what i'm doing this weekend is playing the full version to see how it goes but uh yeah that's that's been me um i might might hand over the reins maybe nobu and then we can tail back to uh the heart ring herself <laughs> i see you've been playing a couple of games here nobu what do you what do you want to bring to the table today well i've been smashing out the the new expansion for the division two uh the warlords of new york I've actually already maxed out the level. I've already finished the expansion. I've already started the the new season events that's uh, been introduced. So, yeah, I've been smashing that heaps. Can I ask? Like, I've I've sort of been playing it a little bit here and there, and like, I don't know what it is the division. Like, I enjoy it, but I just don't find myself caring too much about the game. Like, mm-hmm. the story, like, does the story hook you at all? Or are you just all about the gunplay and the the sort of um, teamwork and just, just the overall combat as opposed to the, the dialogue and the, the characters you meet along the way? Because I couldn't name half of the people if you point them out to me in a lineup. <laughs> well, 
in in for the story for Division Two, like in the base game, it wasn't that great. Like it, it didn't really hook me. All I all I really wanted to do was uh you know dabble around with the gunplay and then like study the builds and stuff. The thing I really liked about Expansion of New York is that it finished off the story from Division One, which was so good. Does it? Uh. Yeah, I don't want to put any spoilers ah, out there, but ah shit, maybe I have to play it now. It does continue the story for Division One and ends it and starts a new one. So mm. yeah, it's 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 really good. I um I really like what they what they've done with the new Gear Two It's made everything a little bit easier, especially for building like skill builds. So yeah, did you <laughs> did you carry your uh? character across from the division two or did you, you already had i'm assuming a level 30 character ready to roll or did you start fresh with the the warlords expansion and just build from the ground up i carried my character over yeah I, before warlords even dropped i was already grinding for some new gear to uh carry over <laughs> <laughs> gotta be yeah. prepared uh yeah i definitely was <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I I enjoy the enjoy that series, and I enjoy playing with with friends. But like, I don't know. Outside of that, the narrative just seems to not resonate with me the way some other games do. And that, and you know, I'm not taking any shots at, at Ubisoft and everyone involved. I think they did fantastic with the Division franchise. But I know I'm just like, all right, I'm going into this room, going to shoot all these dudes. I'm going in the next room, going to shoot all those dudes. I'm going to pick up this bit of information that I need or a you know device to progress the story and onto the next one it's very much just pure loot shooter for me without the emotional hook which which sucks because I'm, I'm an emotional guy but it's good fun playing together at the very least I mean division one had the better story so if there's some connection division one now has me intrigued mm. Mm, definitely yeah. you and your gang mates over there can uh, get copies and play together <laughs> And the thing you gotta rem- remember with the uh, the division, it is an MMO. Like it doesn't play like a normal, you know, like a COD shooter where headshots count or breakpoint, where stealth is everything and all that. Mm. Who needs yeah. stealth? Yeah, I, I I do like that you can get really really out in the weeds with how you want your character to play as like with your with sort of your, your specializations and the gun styles and your abilities I, I like that they do have that sort of as you said that mmo um flavor to it it is something different for shooters but yeah i don't know i don't know it's just maybe it's just not not for me right now but i gotta go back and, and finish it all and, and get back in i want to want to play some more dark zone i think that was my favorite thing about <laughs> about the division was getting in there and just uh that tense suffocating feeling in the in the bloody subway systems and things mm. uh the good old dark zone eh mm. yeah um unrelated note the uh the battery in my paul george playstation shoe has gone flat so now my little playstation logo doesn't light up so that's that's very mm. depressing but uh <laughs> something that's not very depressing you've been playing ori and the will of the wisps yeah tell I me have, i have um so with Ori, I haven't gone through the whole game yet. It is, I'm surprised because like I didn't get to play Ori and what was the first one? Ori, the Blind the, Forest. The Blind Forest. Yeah. So I, I did not know what I was getting myself into. I thought it was kind of be like a, almost like an easy platformer, 
but oh it ain't easy no it ain't man easy at no. all my friend <laughs> oh man i just i'm just getting wrecked with that game like it's it's so tricky like i did not expect it to be that hard yeah as, especially like you, you see the art style like it is very pretty so you think it might be sort of maybe a little bit more casual and just a nice cruisy platformer as you said but then you get in there and this game just punches you in the face time That's and it. time again i got lured man i got lured <laughs> yeah entrapment entrapment so um I, I still haven't played it like it's uh luckily available for free via the uh, xbox game pass so uh anyone on the xbox or microsoft pc oriented architecture you'll be able to get this game uh, in your monthly subscription uh, it is getting very very positive reviews mm-hmm. obviously moon studios and xbox game studios have done fantastic with it it's one of the prettiest games out in my opinion like it's Definitely. so gorgeous uh, I'm still jealous of all the people that got the um, the little bonsai plant. bonsai trees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, my heart breaks every time I see someone else post a photo of one of those. But uh, Miss Hart, is this something you're going to give a go to? Because I know you've got Game Pass still on repeat on your on your renewals, right? Yeah, no, this is probably not one that I will be playing anytime soon. Because we've got a million and one other games that need to be played and platformers really aren't my forte so i may play it in the future because it is a gorgeous looking game but i don't see it anywhere in the foreseeable near future yeah yeah it is gorgeous and yeah those metroidvania style games can be very punishing but it's it's something that's on my to-do list and it's fairly high up there so i want to try and get to it Oh, goodness. Um, sometime soon. I don't know when that's going to be. Let's see. Resident Evil, Doom, still on Animal Crossing. Yeah. It's busy. It, yep. is, it is still the strangest release, Animal Crossing and Doom. Uh, that still gets me it's, every it's time. It's been great. Uh, we have been blessed with so much wonderful art based on that like concept. So I could, you couldn't imagine it, but I couldn't be happier. 100%. So, so no, but you, you recommend Ori and the Will of Wisp been enjoying your time with it so far. You're going to go back and, and keep persisting or you sort of had your fix and you're going to, going to shift back to Division or, or what's, what's your feeling with the game? Well, um, I'm going to be playing Ori. Probably went on the downtime, you know. I'm not going to concentrate on it too much. I mean, Division is my, my thing at the moment, so... I reckon that's what's going to happen. <laughs> Make it a palate cleanser. Like after like grinding out with Division and getting your ass handed to you during uh, the Dark Zone, you can go and play some Ori. Although that might be harder. Yeah, I think that's double yeah. punishment. <laughs> I think that might uh, put up the rage meter quite a bit, yeah. that game. <laughs> <laughs> double time. Uh, are you? Do you rage a little bit when you play games? Or are you pretty pretty passive and you can sort of contain it? Or do you have big outbursts like Miss Heart does? What? Well... <laughs> Wait, uh, from all the previous episodes I've listened to, I think it's you <laughs> that rages out, isn't yeah. it? Thank you. Yeah, it is. It is, yeah. Yeah, sometimes. I, I got your back, Ellie. Thank got you back. so much. Um, do I rage out? Um, it depends on what I'm playing. Like, um, mostly COD, you know, COD games. And um, and when I'm with my mates on, in, in the raid for Division, especially when they don't follow orders and stuff. <laughs> That, that's the Which one that fair. gets me the most yeah when you're raiding and doing sort of end game content in, in those where you do have other people you need to have a cohesiveness with i understand because it can be frustrating like i remember doing like the, the destiny 2 raids or even like wow raids and stuff and when one person just goes rogue or, or tries to 
cheese yeah. it a little bit or just not care as much, it can crush you because the amount of time you put together to try and make these happen and then one guy's over there just memeing and being a dickhead, like it sucks. So yeah, I understand that wholly and solely. Especially Destiny. Destiny's insane with their raids. Like one guy does something wrong, the whole thing crumbles. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just going to shake my hand. <laughs> <laughs> too much to process yeah oh that's too much too much so so if we shift gears uh going going full circle to what we talked about earlier in this week so miss hart you've been smashing some more new uh animal crossing new horizons oh yeah, yeah. where you at how's how's your island going what's what's news uh everything's fruitful i've got every fruit growing right now i've extended my house to two rooms now so i'm sporting both Ooh. a bedroom and bathroom and my town hall looking thing is available so i've got isabel finally nice so she's drinking whatever that mysterious drink is um i have to ask with people (laughs) playing does anyone else have a very um like sport focused like islanders because i always just see my people just working out I've I've got ninjas, so so two two of my five two of my five islanders are ninjas, so they're always working out or running around, <laughs> running everywhere. Their ninja yeah. skills. Yeah, there's actually a sign in my town, like my plaza now that says "No more Naruto running in the plaza" because I got sick of it. Um, but yeah, I was just curious because constantly I walk into the plaza and my characters are like lifting weights or doing like aerobics, and I'm like, is it just me or just I just have a wacky bunch? So yeah. Hmm. I, I love that all the villagers have their own little unique personalities. Oh, yeah. Obviously, there's groupings of them. Like, I ended up with a, a rabbit and like a little bear or a pug ninja. So, so they're cut from the similar cloth. But then I've got the very emo uh, Phoebe, the Phoebe the peacock, which is sort of the rock chick that walks around in a leather jacket, just being a bitch. So <laughs> she's got me better though. I gotta say, she's <laughs> she's she's given me a mixer, she's given me a guitar and a microphone so far. So she's oh. getting better after Isabel had a talk to us. So. That's a plus. Did you actually do that? Did you? You got Isabel. Oh yeah, I complained. Hundred <laughs> percent. I think you should just uh, start watching Isabel. I'm pretty sure she's responsible for everyone acting strange. Probably spiking the town water supply. <laughs> yeah, she she's a unique little creature, but um, it's just a good little time sink. Like I've been I've been adding some more hours to the game as well. I haven't got to the second room yet of my house our third room in my house i should say i've just paid up for the second so i got my own little bedroom off the back of my uh lounge room bathroom <laughs> kitchen everything mm-hmm. so uh yeah but but tom nook owns my ass still i'm you know several hundred thousand dollars in debt to the little nook so yeah it's it's a sad world we live in there's a lot of real truths you can learn in this game about you know if you, you're not in debt you're not living is the thing i always firmly say and that's very true in animal crossing it as well it's true though because once i pay my debt and then it's that downtime in between me getting the extension and then starting my new loan i kind of just sit on my island going well what do i do now <laughs> what's yeah. life yeah so i'm i'm sort of grinding my way to try and get the musical dog to come play what is his name bk kk kk slider yeah so kk slider i'm trying to trying to get enough (laughs) enough money to buy the like to get the campsite going or not 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 enough money sorry enough little um various bits of iron and woods to to build the campsite and then start building a more lively island to get him to come play and then get more campmates to come and and move to shark fin island but yeah it's (laughs) it's good fun it's great it's gonna get sort of put aside this week with resident evil 
uh, three, but I'll get back to it and keep That's that grind alive. That's just another polar opposite, but yeah. I've, uh, I've actually got a question regarding um, Animal Crossing. Now, is there a big, big difference between the mobile version and New Horizons? Yeah. In terms of, like, gameplay? Yeah, I mean, well, with Pocket Camp, you're... You go between islands grabbing very minimal resources and then you also have a lot of um, like clock over time where things replenish and everything like that. So I feel mm-hmm. like there's a lot more um, customization options. There's a lot more interactivity with um, daily tasks and what you can do. Plus um, there's added elements where if you remember on Pocket Camp, sometimes when you jump in the map, there would be a floating gift where you could get, okay. you'd get like an instant prize. I feel like those kind of events happen more fre- frequently when you're playing the game. So I feel like there's a lot more reward than the usual waiting around because obviously Pocket Camp has in-game, you know, purchases. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. So and those are usually to encourage you to be like, oh, speed up the making of the building of this item, speed up this, speed up that. So with the game, okay. you know, it's not so tedious. Okay. Yeah, definitely. I really, really want that game. It's like blown up on Mixer. Everyone's playing it. Mm-hmm. I'm all in. It's taken over the world, man. It really has. Coming from no touch or no attachment to this franchise at all to going headfirst into the island life, I'm all about this. And um, yeah, I cannot wait to have my town up and running and, and having just it all looking looking nice in the way I want it to. Yeah. Right, quick side note on, on the Animal Crossing before we move forward. I burnt... 10,000 nook miles this week, right? Mm-hmm. I bought a big like transformer robot, which to build, you need Rust. the rarest of elements in the entire goddamn world. So I'm going to have this thing built in 2025. And then I also built the lighthouse, just naturally thinking, oh, it's going to be a big life-size lighthouse. It's a, it's a lighthouse for ants. So I've got this little <laughs> piss ant lighthouse and a robot I can't build now. Like I bought the big Godzilla. He's on my, on my island. But yeah, the other stuff, Done. How many rusted is rusted parts, right? For the Yeah, you need 30 rusted oh. parts, you need 10 you need 10 <laughs> gold nuggets and a couple other things. Like it's shit that's rare as hen's teeth to build this thing. So, what? it's not going to happen. Oh I'm so God. upset. <laughs> that sucks. Is it actually going to like move around or something like no, that? No, it's just a static item. It just stands there. <laughs> stands and I can't even build it anyway. Just build it out of stone so or something. Does dude. it tell you that you're going to need material to build it? Like this isn't an instant purchase. No, like oh, it tells you like you know how you got the recipe style in the Nook Miles and then the reloaded item. So it was a recipe, but I never assumed it was going to be the rarest of rares to to make this thing happen. I just thought okay, maybe a bit of wood or a heap of iron and stone to make this thing. But no, nah, it's. It's, you know, I got to go find the bloody cup of life to try and build this thing. <laughs> holy so, grail. Uh, yeah, holy grail time to build this goddamn transformer robot. So I'm, you know, I've been schooled again, you know, fool me once, <laughs> Tom Crook. Fool me once, That's... but he fooled me twice because the lighthouse was a dud as well. True. That's true. But anyway, I got a pretty cool like Godzilla right at my front door of the island. <laughs> so uh, I wanted the transformer on the other side to sort of almost have like a big, big like kaiju battle thing going on here, but no. Nah. Sadly, sadly, I got to wait. But anyway, uh, everyone else that is out there waiting, if you want to kill a bit of time, obviously head over to 8bit.net, 8bitnation.net, shop8bit.net, youtube.com forward slash we are 8bit, or 
If you're looking for the best in audio-based equipment, obviously audiotechnica.com or audiotechnica.com.au for the Australian New Zealand-based residents. They've got the best in gaming headsets. We're talking microphones. You want condenser mics. You want turntables. If you want to get your old vinyl out and uh, listen to that sweet, sweet vinyl sound, they've got some of the best turntables in the game. So audiotechnica.com, audiotechnica.com.au for the best in audio-based equipment. And when you're done checking out their website, check out their Twitter or Facebook page at the moment because they are running some giveaways where they're clearing away a quarter of a million dollars worth of stock. And you can be in the running to get yourself free microphones. We're talking free. We're talking no money out of your wallet. You just jump onto Audio Technica AU on the Twitters, or if you just go to audio-technica.com.au, there'll be a link there to get your hands on some free microphones that they're giving away. Quarter of a million dollars worth of stock they're giving away to the people of Australia. Damn. Nothing to lose there to get your hands on some gear. So shout out to Matt and the crew at AT for doing something like that because it's going to help a lot of people that are homebound in making content and getting that content out there. So audio-technica.com.au for all the details or on the socials, twitter.com forward slash audio technica au but uh once you're done doing that obviously we are still running our uh family portrait for 2020 the marvel xdc crossover it is underway i've seen some updates this week he's got 10 finished now so matt has done 10 of the various 8-bit personalities and uh members of the 8-bit nation as their best or worst DC or Marvel selves. So you still got time to get in on that. So patreon.com forward slash we are 8-bit to throw some support behind us that way. But if you can't support us monetarily, that is fine. Just be sure to rate, review, subscribe us on the iTunes or your podcast player of choice. And that will lead us into this segment. iTunes review of the week. And this review comes via way of seriously punked by the Apple, uh, Apple podcast charts. The review was left on the 20th of March of 2020, and it gives us that tasty five stars. So thank you so much for that to start off with. And the headline reads, Great Aussie Perspectives. And the review reads, Brendan and Ali, and in brackets, and other guest hosts. That's including you, Nobu. So thank you. <laughs> Give a great Aussie, and in brackets again, and Aussie living in America, hey. and unique perspectives on the hobby we all know and love. So seriously punked, giving us a shout out aware that we are scattered across the globe right now we've got Ooh. someone in queensland we've got someone over in the united states we've got someone down in south australia so we are you know almost like a, a triangle one would say no a that's, that's not a slice. triangle at all uh, oh yes yes everything <laughs> is pizza based slice. around pizza yeah. <laughs> so seriously punked brendan and ali give a great aussie and unique perspectives on the hobby we all know and love we're talking video games we try our best here, but thank you for that review. These reviews help keep the emotion lights on in our hearts, but be sure to rate, review, subscribe us as well as all the other podcasts in the hashtag 8 Collective and all the other podcasts you're listening to on the reg, just like the Game Sushi podcast. As I said, you can find them all over the socials as well as at Podomatic because these reviews take no time to do, but it means an awful lot to us all. It helps keep us tracking, helps keep us relevant and helps keep those emotional lights on in our hearts. So let's uh, pivot our way into some news. This week's news headlines. All right. And we're starting. We've got a bit more of the this or that flavor to the news this week. Ooh. So uh, Nobu, as you are our, our special guest this week, I'm going to give you the option to do the this or that. I'll give you the headlines, and then we can decide which way we're going. Okay. So this. Plague Inc. announces mode where players save the world from a pandemic. 
So a bit of a change there from what they're used to be doing over there at Endemic Creations. Although that, global IP networks feeling the strain due to COVID-19. So news headlines, similar flavor, similar tone and topic. Where are we going? Are we going this or are we going that? Well, since that pretty much uh, tells what it is itself, I'm going to go with this. All right. We're going with this. Plague Inc. announces mode where players save the world from a pandemic. Developer Endemic Creations is working on a new game mode where players can save the world. Oh, and it's making a cool 250000 US dollar donation towards fighting the current coronavirus outbreak. Announced via a blog post, Craig Inc. creator James Vaughan said that eight years ago, he never imagined the world would come to resemble a game of Plague Inc. Or that so many players would be using Plague Inc. to get them through an actual pandemic. We're proud to be able to help to support the vital work of the WHO and uh, CEPI as they work towards finding a vaccine for COVID-19. The 250000 is being split behind the Coalition of Epidemic Preparedness Innovations, a foundation that helps research uh, finance research for vaccines, and the World Health Organization's COVID-19 Solidarity Response Fund. Anyone can donate to the latter, which is currently helping the WHO track and understand the virus, get supplies to frontline workers, and accelerate efforts to create vaccines, tests, and treatments. As for the new game mode, Endemic Creations explained that uh, this came about after it was repeatedly asked if we could make a game which let the player to work to stop an outbreak. It's now accelerating work on a new update which allows players to save the world from a deadly pandemic. Players will have to balance managing disease progression and boosting healthcare systems as well as controlling real-world actions such as triaging, quarantining, social distancing, (laughs) and closing of public (laughs) services, the blog explained. We're developing this game mode with the help of experts from the World Health Organization, the Global Outbreak Alert and Response Network, and more. Even better yet, the update will be free for all plaguing players during the coronavirus pandemic. As of yet, there's no release date for the new mode, but Endemic Creations will share more information soon. So, this is certainly a role reversal of what they've been known for with Plague Inc. going on the other on the offensive, you could almost say, uh, to try and take this virus down in this new mode. Uh, Nobu, what do you reckon about this? Well, I find it great that um, a game that, you know, was designed, you make a virus to, like, get rid of everybody in the whole world has now been reversed due to what's all that what's happening currently the the fact that he donated about 250,000 to find a cure is definitely worth talking about because everything right now is just going crazy so i reckon yeah yeah new game mode and i have to be honest i almost downloaded it again myself (laughs) just to play I'm I'm waiting like I've I've got Plague Inc. So once this new game mode comes out, I'll I'll jump on and give it a crack. It's it's a great little hashtag snap game. So uh, yeah, if you are trying to uh, squeeze out them poos, you can get on Plague Inc. and and save the world from uh, I don't know if they're going to call it the coronavirus. Obviously, I think they'll probably do what they can to name it some other type of virus, or maybe yeah. you name the virus again that you're uh, fighting against. So Miss Hart, what about you? Where do where do you sit with this? Are you gonna gonna get back in on Plague Inc. Uh- possibly um i've been avoiding it because i guess because it's so much like it's so in our face right now i'm like i don't want to play like you know but wouldn't it be funny if that they like actually find a way to reduce the numbers and they they actually have the answer because lord knows everyone else doesn't (laughs) yeah so it should be interesting and considering how long it takes them to produce this update 
in relevance to being rele- relevant. <laughs> yeah, like they need to get this game out sooner rather than later. That's for sure. Like mm. in the coming weeks, I'd imagine, because yeah, if this thing comes out in in June, when maybe we're at the back end of controlling this thing potentially. I won't have the same rawness, I think, and as you said, relevance to to what's happening right now. But the one thing I worry about this game is, is we know the video game space is just this echo chamber of wankers for the most part trying to talk about how they know better. So can you imagine these people that do defeat this virus in this game, jumping on Twitter and whatever else, then sort of pandering, this is how you do it, experts. I did it this way. You need to focus more on that and blah, blah, blah. Like that's my fear Mm -hmm. is that it's going to become this big melting pot of, uh, you know, dumb opinions from from these, um, you know, gamers that are just trying to flex their their virus knowledge online. (laughs) So uh, we'll see how that goes. But... Mm -hmm. It's very interesting. I like like the triaging, which obviously makes me think straight away of like Italy quarantining, which is a global thing, social distancing and closing of public services. So you you are going to take the role of, of a world leader and, and I guess, may, or maybe you pick a country. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work. It would make more sense if you maybe control the country, you'd think, and you can sort of dictate how those things work or get closed down or what things you've got to put in place. But it's still pretty cool. It's good to see. And, and Nobu, as you said, like the fact that he's ponying up or the studio's ponying up a quarter of a million dollars towards working out this this virus as well is, is no small feat. Like that's a big piece of money. And um, a lot of these more financially stable businesses and people could learn from that. Like, I don't know if you've seen on the news the past couple of days, but this royal family bullshit where they're all clapping, like they're clapping for their healthcare workers and things. Like they've made this video where... Prince Charles and and like um you know the his his grandchildren and all that they're all standing there like clapping for clapping for the hospitals and all these workers on the front lines like mate sell some of your fucking crown jewels and throw some real world money behind this no one gives a shit about your hands coming together in unison like it's so tone deaf yeah. But, yeah then it makes the news and it's like oh how good are the royals it's like no fuck the royals <laughs> throw some money behind it you know no one wants your claps didn't he get built some diagnosed? built some damn ventilators man mm. bloody hell <laughs> yeah yep yeah but old uh yeah as a strange twist of fate yeah prince charles got the corona mm-hmm. boris johnson's got the corona now mm-hmm. too um so all the world leaders are slowly but surely uh, you know copping the corona and and yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Like we haven't seen an, a a big notable death in sort of a position of power yet, but it's it's coming. I reckon it's coming. I yeah. found this uh, headline actually quite ironic because, you know, with all this Corona talk, it, everyone always brings it up like, oh, someone up there is playing Plague Inc. You know, it, <laughs> yeah, that 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 always comes up, and you're just like, yeah, I've heard that one, man. <laughs> I'm very curious of like how many people will, like that had played the game had a better understanding of what was going on based on someone that maybe had no idea. I wonder how mm-hmm. educational it really was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's bonkers. It is a very strange time to be alive. So, uh, Miss Hart, I'm going to give you the this or that control on this one. So, mm-hmm. the, this headline, Overwatch's latest hero, Echo, can transform into an enemy hero on the battlefield. Or that... Minecraft providing free educational experiences to kids stuck at home. We go on this, we go on that. I'm going that because same premise. The headline pretty much said what was said for this. So, and I haven't played Overwatch in forever. So <laughs> it's not as a Minecraft fiend. I'm going to choose the Minecraft one. So that. Hell yeah. 
Okay, so that headline is coming from the desk of Phil Spencer, head of Xbox and uh, my virtual best friend. Love you, Phil. So this is a little bit of a long-winded one, but uh, it's got a lot of good data here, so I will jump through it and uh, smash through it as quick as I can. We are living in unprecedented times. The COVID-19 pandemic has impacted the lives of people around the world and changed the way we go about our daily lives. Here at Microsoft, we're constantly asking ourselves what we can do to support people during this challenging time. To me, the most important thing is to remember that we're all living and learning through this together. I have previously stated that I believe gaming has a unique power to bring people together, to entertain, to inspire and connect us. And I believe that that's even more true under these unique circumstances. Many are looking to gaming to remain connected with their friends while practicing social distancing. And we are seeing an unprecedented demand for gaming from our customers right now. With hundreds of millions of kids at home due to coronavirus-related school closures, more kids are going online to spend time with their friends, explore online worlds, and learn through play. Families are trying to navigate the need to help their children with distance learning and balance them with taking time to have fun. That's why we announced today that we are adding a new education category to the Minecraft marketplace with free educational content players and parents can download. The educational content we've curated lets players explore the International Space Station through a partnership with NASA, learn to code with a robot, visit famous Washington DC landmarks, find and build 3D fractals, learn what it's like to be a marine biologist, and so much more. This is launching for free download today, and that was last week, and will be available through June 30, 2020. With so many people turning to gaming, helping everyone stay safer online is also a top priority for us. This is why I provide family settings that help parents choose the screen time limits, content filters, purchase limits, communication, and sharing settings that are right for their families. While kids may be home from school, family settings can help balance gaming with offline schoolwork and other responsibilities. These are some of the ways that we can bring brand new players into the fold. For example, our co-pilot feature can be especially helpful towards children, new gamers, or those who need unique configurations to play, allowing two controllers to play as if they were one. We understand the important role gaming is playing right now to connect people and provide joy in these isolating and stressful times, and our teams are working diligently to ensure we can be there for our players. To that end, we are actively monitoring performance and usage trends to ensure we're optimizing the service for our customers worldwide and accommodating for new growth and demand. While these are unprecedented times we are living in, I have no doubt that we'll come through this experience stronger than ever. Stay safe and be good to one another. Phil Spencer. So, Miss Hart, mm. you are pick this headline. What are you thinking? This is this is some good stuff from Microsoft. Oh, definitely. Anyone like first of all providing free content. We've seen a few companies out there providing free games, free services just during this time to ease off, like I guess the doom and gloom that is surrounding the virus at the moment. So. Um, anyone that's, you know, kind of sticking their neck out and, you know, providing a service for free just to make people feel a little bit better is always good. But this specifically for children as well, like, I know the education system has been like put through loops on how to handle this because one thing you want to keep people and kids safe, but in the other sense, like you can't not provide them the education that they deserve. So um, having this element with, um, you know, an education platform, not necessarily like an education curriculum, but educational, like learning environments, like teaching kids how to learn code. Like, that's so cool. 
So that providing a service, it's an ease of mind for parents. It's good for them to know that they're playing, but they're learning at the same time, which is always good because you've got to keep the mind stimulated, especially when you're housebound. 100%. What about you, Novu? What do you think about this? You got little ones. You think this is good? Oh, definitely. I mean, Minecraft has already been, you know, such a great tool. They even use it in schools at the moment. Mm -hmm. So for them to release like free educational like scenarios and learning how to code, exploring the, the International Space Station, stuff like that. It's so good, especially for parents where nowadays when you leave your kids alone, like, oh, let's go play Fortnite and stuff. It's like, nah, that's you don't learn anything from Fortnite except except for building a fortress and like killing each other <laughs> and and those sweet dance moves you know all the oh, yeah. you gotta learn how to floss man <laughs> and yeah i mean with covid happening right now and them not closing schools it's good that you know when they eventually do that there is going to be material out there that you can get online or through a, a video game that you know can help your child rather than letting them just sit there mindlessly shooting each other, you know? Yeah, we're, we're very lucky in a way, I guess, that this this COVID situation is happening at a time where technology is available to just about everybody. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Like you think, you think if this happened when we were kids, like, and we were self-isolating, like sure, we had game consoles and things like that, but online education and, and staying on top of current events is not impossible. Like you get out an encyclopedia or, or something like that to try and read as opposed <laughs> to having it at your fingertips. So so it is great that a lot of these uh, publishers and developers are coming forward and, and offering content for free or educational-based material. And as you said, Minecraft's a great, a great tool for, for kids because obviously it not only sort of helps them with problem solving but now that they can do sort of educational things where they can learn about nasa and space and various monuments and and big things that happened in time i think we're going to see this uh, pop up more and more from a lot of these games and and the cool thing is a lot of the a lot of the sort of the 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 tier one publishers like you look at microsoft on on this topic as well you can join game pass at the moment for a dollar so just one dollar will get your kids 30 days access 100 games uh whether it be on console or pc um and then after that moving forward it's it's you know ten dollars a month or 4.95 if you're on the pc or if you want to pony up the uh 15.95 a month you can get xbox live as well as um game pass on both console and platform for your play anywhere stuff so there's a lot of good ways to to invest just a little bit of money to to keep your kids entertained and keep them safe and and keep their brains brains fresh there's there's so many cool puzzle games out there that have been proven to to help with with sort of brain development in kids and whatnot there's been so many so many um sort of scientific tests and, and research has done that gaming can be seen as a positive as opposed to what you guys said where you're not just jumping into Fortnite and trying to shoot someone in the head and then dab on them or whatever <laughs> kids do these days so yeah just just trying to limit i guess exposure to to more brain rotting is not the right term but like giving them options where they can go play these games which they'll have fun doing but also take something out of it i think is fantastic and it makes you know it makes makes life a little bit normal for that period of time as opposed to like I took, I picked up Arch from school yesterday. We've taken him out of school now, and we had to nip down to to um, Coles just to grab a few things. And like you're walking around in there, and parents and kids are wearing masks and gloves, and 
Yeah. You know, it's it's just this weird, weird sort of juxtaposition to when you get home or in an environment like this and you're happy and you're smiling and it's normal inside your little four walls. But yeah. the second you step outside, you're in this weird ass film or or you know, a horror game or something with, with everything else going on. So so shout out to everybody, not just Microsoft and, and Phil who wrote this, but everyone that's involved in things like that across all platforms and, and just doing what they can to to add a little bit of normalcy to people's lives at the moment because yeah. it is a strange, strange world out there. Mm. All right. The last uh, the last news, this or that standoff here we got. So Nobu, this. Bioshock, Borderlands and XCOM 2 collections coming to Switch or that. Silent Hill Konami shoots down recent rumors of a reboot. What you got? You got this or you got that? I am going to go with that because... I want to know what Konami's been up to. Yeah, and and I, I think I need to maybe write the headlines a little bit different and try and not give away all the news <laughs> in the headline Spoiler. itself. I just realised that now I'm like, hmm, that's that's the news right there. That's that's the whole the whole news article right there. Those games are coming to the Switch. So, uh, all right, so going to that. Konami has denied that it is working on a new Silent Hill game, following numerous rumours suggesting the series would be returning. Talking to Rely on Horror, a Konami USPR spokesperson said, We're aware of all the rumors and reports, but can confirm that they are not true. I know it's not the answer your fans may want to hear. It's not to say that we are completely closing the door on the franchise, just not in the way it is being reported, they added. Recent rumors pointed to two projects in the Silent Hill series, which are allegedly set to soft reboot the franchise. One would be a straight new game in the series, while the other would be an episodic game with gameplay akin to Until Dawn and Man of Medan. This rumor was quickly followed by teasers that Kojima Productions is also working on Silent Hills. Rely on Horror pressed for further details regarding these projects specifically, but Konami has provided no further response. The resulting picture is that, that it appears Konami may want to revisit Silent Hill at some point, but the direction it will take is not what recent rumors and speculation has suggested. Because there was rumor mill, obviously... We, we saw with Kojima where they had the uh, pencil and sort of the pyramid reference and things like that. One of the, one of the uh, staffing members from Kojima Productions. Mm-hmm. And then there was further rumors that Sony were actually buying the Silent Hill franchise from Konami. And mm-hmm. they were going to take full ownership of the franchise and then bring in uh, Kojima to handle it all. But apparently that's all been squashed. Uh, Nobu, what do you think? Are you you Silent Hill guy? You play much of the franchise? You, you in on this? Yeah, well, when when Silent Hill 1, 2, and 3 came out, I definitely played all of that. Because, I mean, at that same time, you had Resident Evil. So the whole survival horror I was pretty big on when I was uh, growing up. Yeah, I was a bit disappointed about PT when it got squashed with the whole you know, misunderstanding between uh, Kojima and Konami. And was even more disappointed when I found out that, like, the latest Silent Hill game they worked on was a bloody pachinko game in Japan. <laughs> so, so I was, I've always been wondering what's been, what's going to happen to that franchise. Because, I mean, it, it is a good franchise, you know. Mm-hmm. It was nice to hear that there was rumors that, you know, maybe Kojima was going to be back on the helm for it. And you know, something new was going to come up. But so now I'm kind of disappointed that not, you know, we won't be seeing anything new from Silent Hill for a while. But mm. other than that, I mean, it's it's what you'd expect with all the things happening with uh, Konami and that and that franchise itself. 
Mm. Yeah, the Eva overlords at Konami, you know, no one really seems to like them still to this day after the the, the very public breakup between uh, Kojima and Konami. But uh, Miss Hart, what do you reckon? Are you uh, are you buying this, or do you think this is just a bit of uh, you know PR wordplay to to get them off the scent? Well, yeah, PR wordplay is actually a pretty good point because that statement is really weird. It's not to say we are completely closing the door on the franchise just not in the way it's being reported. That's, like, it's not, like, fully referencing what, like, what they mean. Like, what do you mean that's being reported? Is it everything? Is it, like, is it a specific thing that you're referring to? Like, so that's a very, it was a very ambiguous, like, statement to say. So, I mean, I I, I figure that this, we're still going to get the Silent Hill game. Kojima being at the helm, I don't know, but Sony taking it over is still, I reckon, a possibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it wouldn't surprise me to see Sony come in and purchase the the Silent Hill franchise, and, and allegedly they were looking to do the Metal Gear Solid purchasing as well, so to try and bring That'd that smart. <laughs> solely under this under the Sony banner, which it was for many years. So mm-hmm. um, it would be a big power play by Sony, that's for damn sure, to, to grab those two pretty big big franchises in the gaming landscape but i'd love to see kojima just maybe distance himself from this and and yeah go down the horror route but just make something new build something completely fresh yeah uh if he wants to bring redis along for the ride again why not you know he's he's got a lot of friends in hollywood so just get some actors in and and you know just expand on what he did with pt but just take all the silent hill attachment away from it and just build a new universe for us to to poo our pants in so I have read an article that um, he is working on a new horror title with Norman Reedus. Ooh. Okay. Hmm. Well, that's all right. Yeah. That's all right. But in regards to Metal Gear, there is no coming back after Metal Gear survived. Oh, my God. That game was rough. <laughs> yeah. There is Revengeance no coming was back something. from that. Yeah. Revengeance, you could sort of tolerate, you know, where it just went that Bayonetta style or Devil May Cry style. But yeah, uh, Survive was absolutely atrocious. My goodness. And um, I don't know how much money Konami would have lost on that game because there's no way that game is profitable. No, no way. Yes, yes. So that is the news headlines. I'm extremely excited to see maybe some more Silent Hill, maybe some more horror. Uh, As Nobu just mentioned, I need to do some digging on that to see what they're actually up to there. Redis and uh, Mr. Kojima himself. Hopefully there's not as much heavy product placement. I don't want to see... Uh, having to sort of break into a safe room and drink a, a, monster. a monster energy drink to, to bring my health back together as I'm getting chased by some demon. Ride so, a uh, motorbike out of there, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, have to sit to watch more AMC to get knowledge about the world around me or something. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll no doubt hear more about that in the future. But uh, shifting on to some uh, new releases. And it's a big week for releases. So we're talking about games uh, in particular that are going to be dropping between March the 31st and April the 3rd. First one, Persona 5 Royal, PlayStation 4 exclusive, already getting rave reviews uh, from the first wave of media media feedback. That's actually been released already. Yeah, uh, yeah they, they broke it out early. Yeah. yeah. Was that global or was that just in certain regions, you know? I think it was in Australia. Apparently, yeah. EB Games broke it. Retail. It is, uh, it is the next thing to go, I think. But anyway, that's a topic for another day. The Complex comes out on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC on the 31st of March also. Uh, totally reliable delivery service comes out on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC on the 1st of April. 
Aeolus Tournament comes out on the Switch and PC on April the 3rd. Hyper Parasite comes out on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch and PC on April the 3rd. And the big one, Resident Evil 3 Remake comes out on PlayStation 4, Xbox One and PC this week, April the 3rd. Get excited. Get your adult diapers ready. Dim the lights. Get your snacks because it is going to be a hell of a ride. April the 3rd, Resident Evil 3 on PlayStation 4, Xbox One and PC. Anything on that list that uh, either of yourselves are looking to pick up or are you still just in the division and in the Animal Crossing worlds? I would love to say Resident Evil 3, but I mean, at the moment, you know, with uh, with income and everything, I don't know if I want to be dropping off like the day one, you know, purchase price for it. Oh, so yeah. I might yep, just yep. wait. Mm. Fair call. Fair call. Yeah, it is a very... Very volatile situation, which is very fluid for a lot of workforces out there. So yeah, you gotta gotta sort of, as uh, the late Kenny Rogers has said, gotta know when to hold them, know when to fold them. So uh, that's it. Yeah, Miss Hart, are you mm. gonna get amongst uh, any of these? Maybe a bit of totally reliable delivery service. That does sound like a me game, doesn't it? I have to, <laughs> I have to look that up. I mean, you know, I'm not a Resident Evil person, but like Persona, Persona Five Royal, like I've been hearing great things, so I might have to look into it, like what you know what makes it different and what makes it better because high reviews so i i can't go back like that's that's easy 100 <laughs> hours into that into that game alone and i don't have 100 hours to find to play persona 5 royal um, a, a lot of other people out there have played it a few people who already know platinum platinumed it which is insane oh. but uh yeah power to those uh persona 5 purists out there but yeah persona 5 royal uh, which is out here available already in australia but yeah, you're going to be minimum 100 hours plus in that game if you want to get your full experience. So, uh, yeah, good luck to those players. But, uh, yeah, I'm playing Resident Evil, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last segment of the podcast. Tweet of the week. And this tweet comes via way of the IGN Twitter handle directly. And uh, I'll go with the, um, the, the the graphic that they've attached to this tweet. So this this tweet came out about two hours ago. And uh, PlayStation 5 and then not underlined, delayed. A Sony spokesperson revealed the COVID-19 outbreak shouldn't impact the launch date of PlayStation 5, which currently has an unspecified holiday 2020 launch window. That comes by way of Bloomberg. And then on the back of that, similarly, GameStop CEO George Sherman said there has been no indication of delays to either the PlayStation 5 or Xbox Series X at this point. So at this stage, it sounds like it's business as usual uh, for the next big great console release. It's going to be happening anywhere between October to December for both of these. There was a Thanksgiving date leaked regarding the Xbox Series X, which has uh, since been deleted, removed, squashed and whatever else, but it makes sense. But uh, yeah, business as usual potentially in the in the development and manufacture cycles for these consoles. Hmm. Good news? I think so. Yeah. but would they run out and then would there be like a massive like you know backlog of there, being able to get new consoles yeah there'll probably be a shortage i would say because i mean most of those consoles are all made in china and at the moment it's all locked down so mm. i don't see how they're going to be able to produce the amount that they're saying they're going to do yeah just just do it off off the off the books really like one of our, in, in my real life job, one of our manufacturers uh, 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 manufactures out of China and they've got regulations they adhere to where you can only have X amount of staffing or what have you. But I've actually had one of the reps from that company sort of say that 
unofficially they actually usually have double of those people working on there to to keep things going so where there's a will there's a way but um <laughs> it's good to know and and yeah all this probably further emphasizes as as you both said is maybe when these things do become available for pre-order via eb games or via jb hi-fi or whatever outlet you're looking at get your pre-order in to ensure you don't miss out on day one because yeah i don't think they're going to have full supply i think they'll have enough to obviously service the masses and based off pre-order initial pre-order numbers they might ramp up um, manufacture accordingly but yeah get those pre-orders in early otherwise you could be forced to wait it out uh, just like i'm waiting out to try and find an oculus link cable because <laughs> i can't find one fucking anywhere because i just want to play my quest uh with half-life <laughs> alex on my computer and i can't do it and I don't want to buy one of these third-party cables because I'm scared it's not going to work right. You might have to after a while. Rant over. No, I'll wait. <laughs> I, I, I just wish that they gave us a price tag like already for the PS. Because, I mean, what's the use of pre-ordering if you don't, you know, if you don't know what the price is? Because all of a sudden they can go like, oh, it's uh, $8.99, guys, surprise. You know, and you're just like, what? I'm, I'm still feeling about $800 is, is my gut especially now with the the fluctuating dollar i think it's even more of a chance at least for here in australia i think 800 maybe 899 because our aussie dollar at the moment is is worth two cents of nothing yeah so bad and look at the if you look at the specs that they just recently released for it it's it's not cheap all those parts are not cheap so i mean the whole 800 dollar price tag sounds about right yeah, which I don't see an issue with. Like when they were coming out in the, in the nineties, you know, they were thousand bucks thereabouts on the on the on the early sort of Sony's and things like that. Like it wasn't a cheap bit of gear back in the day. So yeah, but we'll see. It's tough because doubling back to what we said earlier, there's a lot of uncertainty as far as working and jobs and job security and where money's coming in. Like there's so many people who have lost their jobs this past week across the globe. That yeah. are now joining the the queues at Centrelink or the various uh, various sort of outlets across the country or across the globe, I should say, that provide that financial support in these times. So, mm. yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see day one sales on these types of things. Definitely. Mm. But yeah, this has been the news. This has been the Hungry Gamers. Nobu, anything you want to say? Anything you want to plug? Anything you want to promote? Where can the where can the the guys and girls out there find you? The floor is yours, mate. Uh, go for it. Well, I'll go through all my socials then. Um, on Twitter, you can find us at Game Sushi Mail. On Instagram, you can find me at Game Sushi Podcast. Facebook, Game Sushi Podcast as well. On Mixer, you can find me streaming almost every night uh, under the handle of Nubel XTC and double O B L E X T C. And yeah, that's about it. <laughs> Obviously, rate, review, subscribe the podcast. Obviously, gamesushi.podomatic.com if you want direct access to that RSS feed. But otherwise, you guys are found just about everywhere from what I could see. Uh, I saw you on iTunes. You're on you know, all the main players out there. So just mm-hmm. uh, yeah, be sure to subscribe. Be sure to rate, review, and chuck the, chuck the guys, Nobu and Krish, in your ears. Uh, because you've got a couple of, you've got you know, 40-odd episodes in the can at the moment and uh, yeah. more to come some some good unique opinions and voices on things from within the video game and board game space uh and that the board game space especially like there's there's not many in our direct circle or orbit that are tackling that so you might get some fresh content you won't find anywhere else 
uh, right there on the Game Sushi podcast. Miss Hart, anything you want to say, anything you want to bring to the table before we close this down for another week? I just want to give an honourable mention to the uh, N- Nintendo Direct that just passed. It was pretty uh, average, but I just want to say my excitement for uh, Star Wars Episode One Racer for the Switch. Yes, I yes, yes, wait. yes. <laughs> Pod oh. racing, baby. Yeah, let's do it. Can't wait. Best news. Yeah, so surprising. And even uh, saw a bit of burnout making its way to the Switch. We talked about this just a few weeks ago. I love that franchise. So I cannot wait for more slow motion crash replays to see what kind of destruction I can uh, cause through fictitious America and such. So, uh, yeah. And Jedi Academy. And Jedi Academy. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, this has been episode 188 of the Hungry Games podcast. Thanks each and every one of you for stopping by, giving us a listen, giving us a rating and a review on all those podcast platforms. And thanks for listening to our Animal Crossing special this past week. That episode has been going absolutely gangbusters. Uh, pleasant surprise. We weren't sure how it was going to go down with our listener base, but I think we've uh, some, attracted a few new ones keen to hear about Animal Crossing if it's worth their time as well. So thanks to everybody that checked that episode out. Yeah, this has been episode 188. We are done here at the Hungry HQ. But uh, Nobu, thanks for stopping on by, man. Be sure to follow him on all those socials. Follow Miss Ali Hart at Miss Ali Hart. Follow myself at Brendan8Bit. Follow us all as a collective at WeAre8Bit or search the hashtag 8BitCollective. But until next week, 8Bit Nation, much love. Stay hungry. You've been listening to The Hungry Gamers, one of many gaming and geek culture-related podcasts from the 8-Bit Collective over on 8bit.net. Check out more episodes on your podcast service of choice. And while you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls, stay hungry.